All right, good evening, everyone. It is Monday, May 22nd, 2023. It's the MAOB Daily Podcast. I am your host, as always, here on Monday evenings. Adam Martin, joined my co-host here every Monday evening, Big Marcel. Marcel, how's it going, man? Glad to have you here. Talk about UFC Vegas 73. And we'll we'll do a second podcast today after this, doing finances and stuff. We'll do that for you guys, short one. But uh, first, first hour is going to be about UFC Vegas 73. Marcel, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's going well, man. I mean, fun weekend. Um, good fights. Um, actually, uh, I, I sold some stuff here at home. I'm, I made hundred dollars. So uh, what? It was great. Oh. <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Almost went over my head, but then I got it. You, you brought the hundred. Yeah, no. We'll talk about that too. We'll definitely talk yeah. about that. Yes. <laughs> He joined us, Alex Mahunich. Nice, as well. nice. <laughs> I'm going to tweet it out, Alex. I'm going to tweet it out. If you don't mind retweeting for your uh, your friends, um, yeah, for sure. And everyone, how's it going, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Uh, I was just sitting on the couch, about to play some Call of Duty, uh, enjoy my week off, basically. But uh, I'm actually happy that uh, I'm, I'm I'm joining you guys. Absolutely. Okay. Let me just get let me just retweet it, and then I'll uh, I'll add you to the tweet. Join the chat. All right. Well, so we're gonna we're gonna recap UFC Vegas 73, Alex. We're glad to have you here, man. Um. You you covered the card, right? You were there, right? Yeah. Obviously, yeah, okay. And I saw you obviously did that chat with Fem- uh, Temba Garimbo. We'll talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, man, it's awesome. Here, I'll just uh, I'll just retweet it, Alex. Sure. Glad you uh, glad you had um, glad you were able to make it, man. That's awesome. It was literally last minute, guys. I said <laughs> we have like a small little chat, me him and me Marcel and Alex, and then uh, I sent Marcel the link to the podcast, and then realized Alex was in the chat. I was like, "Fuck it, you want to come in too? You're in, you're welcome to then." So. That's awesome, man. Alex, if you don't mind retweeting that, maybe some of your, your friends will come in, your fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get some comments here. We got Glenn in the chat. What's up, Glenn? We got Antoine. How's your weekend? It's good, man. Good weekend. We got Knox here as well. It should be a good podcast. Alex, if maybe you could just quickly, like, maybe some of the, I mean, I think everyone knows who you are, but just in case they don't, do you want to just quickly go over who you are? Yeah, uh, I'm Alex Bean. Uh, my byline is uh, for MMA Mania. I, I run their social media, and uh, yeah, and that's. My, on my uh, Twitter's XPN, and that's it. <laughs> when did you start? Co- when did you start covering, man? Because like, I feel like you've really like risen up the ranks really fast. Like, wait, 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 three years, maybe a little bit yeah, longer. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was like basically three years, man. It was it was really during the pandemic where I was like, yeah, I because I wanted to do movies and television, and uh, that's that's what I was going to school for for uh, journalism in that way. And then I found out that Hollywood just full of fucking weirdos, and so I was like, <laughs> I. I've been watching MMA since 2005. Like, why don't I do that? And I just kind of went full force and boom. Yeah, back to uh, and back to the, the weirdos in, in Vegas, but it's a much better place. For You've been living there for like what a year now? Are yeah, man, it was a it, it was a year. Like last week, last week it was a year in in, in Vegas. Wow. How is it, man? You like it there? You like living there? I absolutely love it, bro. I. I'm kind of pissed off I didn't move sooner for out, of, out of California. I mean, it just makes so much sense for what you're doing, Alex. You're at, you're at every event, pretty much. Like, you're like a mainstay there now. So, it's really good to have you there. Like I said, I'll be there in the summer. I'm going to see you in July. So, I'll be there in for UFC 290. Trying to get Marcel to come up. Marcel needs to come. Marcel needs to come out. He's just like, oh, I have so much work to do. I'm like, come on, man. you got to come chill with us, man. I'm going to be there. Alex, James, all these guys, man. Aaron's going to be there. Man. Alex. Alex at me about it also already. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, knew, I, knew talk. I was like, you better bug him about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get into UFC two, uh, Vegas seven, uh, 73, guys. We'll just go over the card. Alex, like you said, you were there. Talk about the main event. We'll work our way down. Um, Mackenzie Dern, man, phenomenal. Just a 
dominant performance, guys. I scored at 49-43. One of the judges had the same scorecard. The other two judges had 49-44. Like, very rare scorecards. You basically had three 10-8 rounds on one of them, and then the other two had two 10-8 rounds. Um, pretty dominant performance. Durden really took out her frustration from that divorce on Angela Hill, man, just getting into mount position, raining down blows. 13 minutes of control, guys, in this fight. Landed 126 significant strikes. Scored a knockdown. Had three takedowns. To me, by far her best, most uh, complete performance in the UFC. Just just incredible performance, man. Like, I thought she looked amazing. Always, always been high in Dern, obviously. Like, again, if you look at the last couple losses she had to Jan and to Marina, like, very close fights. Very, very close. Now she gets a dominant win. It really puts her back on the, on the map here at uh, 115. Calls out Rose after the fight. I'll start with you, Alex, since you were there. What did you think of her performance, man? Yeah, it was it was it was tremendous, man. Uh, I was I was really happy that she let her hands go. Like she was she was, man, she was close to knocking Angela Hill out. It was it was, it was crazy, and like she was basically out striking a striker. You know what I'm saying? Which is yep. which is kind of kind of wild. Um, still, um, her wrestling like that that that's the one thing she really needs to um, get down, man. Because I, I I truly believe, man, if she had really good wrestling not even like elite wrestling just just good enough wrestling to get girls down she could be a champion i truly believe that man she's a she's 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 dangerous on the ground obviously she didn't submit angela hill but like angela hill's tough man she she is like she, she might not be the best ufc fighter but she's tough and uh she's she's fought everybody right so it was just a really good performance yeah, she looked amazing. Honestly, like the whole week, I was I was kind of leaning towards the sub, but in the back of my mind, I was like, man, Angela Hill is like you said, very very difficult to finish, very durable. She had twenty five minutes and couldn't get get her out of there. So you got to give credit to Angie Hill. And that's remember it takes two to tangle, right? Like I, they wouldn't have won fight of the night was it for Angela Hill basically being impossible to submit and and finish. So lots of credit to her, well deserved fifty k. I mean, this was a great fight. To be honest, Alex and, and Marcel, I think that Mackenzie had potential. Uh, double bonus if she had that finish in like the fourth or fifth round. Like she could add that rare double bonus, like a Yuri for for Hosko or a Justin Gaethje. Marcel, what did you think of her performance? Because I know we both picked her last week. What did you think of her, man? Yeah, man, it was a great performance. You know, I mean, um, I only I think I only give Angela Hill the second round, ten uh, nine. I give three ten eight rounds yeah. to Mackenzie yeah. Dern, one ten nine round. So basically the same as you. Um, yeah, she looked good, and I agree with Alex, man. The re- the wrestling is still the thing, you know, to to get her to the ground and that kind of stuff. It, she she got it this time, you know. But the thing is, with like she was like, uh, how do you say that? Um, she was wobbling. She got she got hit with such a hard shot. I think it was a knee, right, in the, in the third or fourth round, and. Um, she, she punched her a little bit more and I was like if she punched her maybe two three times more it's over but she went for the for the to the ground uh, she went uh, for for positioning and submission uh, she couldn't get her out of there and Angela was super tough man I think um people got to give her credit you know she I mean she has a negative record in the UFC but she fights the best of the best pretty much you know and uh, she makes it competitive she 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 lost a lot of split decisions in the ufc as well which was super close and i wish she had a little bit more luck it should have gone her way you know for example i think for example the lamos fight i think we talked about that last week i think she won that fight actually and lamos is now fighting for the title so it's, it's crazy right but um yeah great great win by Duran, man i mean um 
her most complete performance today. And uh, I'd love to see what's next for her. I think uh, she called out Rose Namajunas, makes sense. And uh, if not, she can do maybe Jessica Andrash, makes sense as well. Those yeah. two, those are not booked. Uh, Carla is also not booked, but she's pregnant, I think. So, um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, she called out Rose, like that was her first call out. I think that's a great fight, obviously, but... You know, it's a tough fight, too. I, I think based on how Jessica's looked lately, I feel like that's a more winnable fight right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the fight they do. Um, but honestly, man, I think her stock's at all-time high right now after this performance. Like, she looked amazing, and she's right there when it comes to the top of the division. So she looked great. Um, we'll get some other comments here, guys. Let's check it out here. We got uh, we got our boy Marcus in the chat. What's up, Marcus? thought there was value in Hill as an underdog when the fight was three rounds at Bigger Octagon Charlotte. When it moved to the small cage in uh apex for five rounds in like hills a dog yeah exactly that you always have to keep that in mind man remember it's like there is a you know if you look at like sport like baseball every every ballpark's different right and guys are always looking at like splits they're always looking at like different uh the way people hit or pitch in different ballparks you don't see it as much in in, in this sport but there is a small and big cage and it's definitely something to keep in mind best burns look she looked great what's up fight talk how's it going man thanks again for the artwork my friend appreciate it do you guys think angela hill retires within the next year or two I don't think so, man. I, I feel like she still has something left in the tank. I, obviously, she lost this fight. She's like the gatekeeper, guys, to the top 10, basically. That's that's her job. And, you know, she's going to get a lot of fights. Like, they're, they're going to call her up in a month or two and say, hey, can you fight this other tough girl? Like, and she'll say yes. She's, she's that kind of fighter. I'll be honest, guys. When she first started in the UFC, I wasn't too too high in her. And she got cut by the UFC. She went to Invictus. She worked her way back. And I, I've grown. she's grown on me over the years, man. Like, she's very tough. She's a good fighter. So... You know, like you said, guys, like negative five hundred record, but like you got to look at the opposition. It's not like she's, it's not like she's beating Jay Ellis every fight, right? Like if she was, then <laughs> it's not like Nick Fiore with two wins over Jay Ellis and six wins. So <laughs> she was, and she'd be perfect record. Is there any crowd at the Apex? I don't know. Was there was there anyone there? I didn't really hear much either. I mean, it, it was one of the most. It, it was it was pretty dead. It was it was one of the least uh, crowded mm -hmm. Apex events. Like you, you could tell, it wasn't a very highly attended event. Do you do you sit by the cage or do you sit in the back when you when you're there? Uh, I sit by the cage. Okay. I cool. saw I saw you when you were on screen. You were looking backwards, so I saw <laughs> you. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was talking to the UFCPR uh, <laughs> um, during a couple fights. There you go. <laughs> uh, you, got, you got a fan here, now? Alex. There you go. You got one of your fans in here. Joe, what's up, man? How's it going? Glad to have you, my friend. What do you guys think about uh, Dern and, and Andrade? I think it's a good fight. I, I actually feel kind of feel like they'll do that fight instead, to be honest with you guys. Like, Andrade does not look good lately. She's looked pretty bad. So I feel like this way more winnable for Dern. Like, Rose, I get it. She's, you know, coming off that, that fight. At, was was, there, was the Esparza fight her last fight? Wow, yeah. a year ago, eh? Terrible fight, right? But she's still one of the best fighters in, in the you, you always feel that with Rose, right? When at a certain moment she completely disappears, you know? Yeah. And then and then when she is back, she's on again. You know, Remember, it's like she has really two weird. wins over the champ right now, guys. Like, yeah, she's a definitely. Great fighter. Yeah. There's no doubt. That's a tough fight for uh, Dern, but the Dern that fought on Saturday can beat a lot of the fighters in the division. We've got Paul here. What's up, man? Says uh the three goats. I I'll take it, man. But uh these these guys are the goats here. Uh what else we got here? couple other comments pretty much about hill all right uh the question about t-rex coming back listen the second half of the show paul we're going to talk about uh finances and stuff but um yeah i mean I, I i don't think that's as bad as jared gordon fighting again uh next next week you know he just got knocked away by bobby green i know it was overturned but he still got knocked out so that to me is a little bit more controversial all right let's go to the next fight here guys co-main event fluffy hernandez just pretty much ragdolls edmund shabazi and after that first round and gets a third round tko win 
That's uh, Fluffy's fourth win in a row. He's on a roll right now. He's looking great. Edmund gets another loss here. He's lost four of his last five, including three by TKO. I'll start with you again, Alex, because I know you're uh, you know pretty tight with Edmund. I guess uh, it's fair to say. And uh, you, I think you, I swear you were in the chat or, or in the Discord or something okay. last week saying like, guys, like this guy's been training his ass off with his wrestling. He's going to look better. And I don't know if it worked, Alex. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Like he is a really talented young fighter. He's only 20, uh, 25. Isn't that fucking crazy? He's 25. But I don't know what he can do differently. Like it doesn't, it seems like anything he tries, any move he's making, like going to a new gym, going to a new city, it's just not working for him. I know he's fighting tough guys. I get it. But it just, it just, it's just hard to know, hard to see him like really changing a lot. And I get it again. Like he's fighting really tough guys. Like Anthony is just really fucking tough. I know he's not ranked, but he's really good. What's next for Edmund, man? We'll talk about Anthony, Anthony and Hernandez in a second. But Edmund's lost four of his last five guys. Alex, what, what do you think is next for this guy? I think it was just it was just a tough matchup. Man. I think Anthony Hernandez is just fucking really good, and he I don't know I don't know any middleweight that's really going to sign up to fight that guy. His gas tank is 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 ridiculous. The thing about Edmund is is I first round he looked amazing. I was like, holy, like you know, and the, but the, the thing about it, even that second round, like he showed that his grappling is getting better than it was. Um, I do know, I, I, I can share this, that like his, those losses um, during 2020, um, he wasn't training because COVID had locked down California and like he, he could barely train. So like, obviously that's not an excuse for how bad he looked, but like that kind of paints a picture, right? Paints a little better of a picture. I think it's going to take some time for him. To, like he, he's only been in Vegas for a year. He's been training at Couture for less than a year. Um, he looks really good in the gym. I think it's just going to take time for him to really get in there and 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 get rounds and rounds. It was just a, it was just a fucking tough matchup to be honest, man. It, it, that's just what what it came down to. I think, and plus, like you, like you said, he's twenty five years old, man. Like wild, right? It, it, it is, it is, and I think. The, he 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 can get much better. It's just going to take time, and obviously you can't buy time. Like that's just one thing you can't buy. Um, so I, I'm not giving up on Evan. Fair enough. You know, I'm just looking at the roster. There's still guys he could beat. It's not like he's not UFC caliber, right? I just don't know if he's top 15 right now. Yeah. But like, if the UFC wants to build his confidence back up, I'm looking at the roster guys. Guys like Jamie Pickett, Dustin Stoltz, who's like guys at the bottom of the end of the division. Those are the kind of guys that he could beat right now. But that's what they just did with him with the Dolce fight. They gave him a guy that was on the way out of the UFC and he won the fight and looked great. And then he comes back and once again, you see the issue with the cardio. It's just, that's the biggest issue. He's, he's honestly a one round fighter and you're right. There was some improvement with the grappling a little bit defensively, but still gets finished. Um, for Fluffy though, guys, Marcel, I'll start with you. What's next for him? Like he's looked amazing. Four straight wins. And you know, hold on one sec. They're giving guys like Ikram and they're giving like, uh, I just want to say that. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the other guy? Um, Brunson. Yeah, yeah, they're giving a boost, like, you know, top top 10 guys. This guy's got more wins. He's looking even better than these guys, more complete. Uh, and those guys look great, don't get me wrong. But these, this guy's done it for four straight fights. I think a top 10 fight's in order, right? Like, you're saying Brunson, someone like that, someone on, like, kind of on the way out, you're thinking, Marcel? Like like a veteran guy, you know, who is, like, has not a lot of upside anymore. And well, what about Jack Hermanson? Still... Do you like that fight, if they could do that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, like definitely. But, yeah. but Jack... Is injured, right? Because he was supposed to fight in two weeks against uh, Brandon Allen. So, yeah, I don't know what's the time frame for that for his comeback. But uh, yeah, I like that fight as well. You know, um, 
I think you can go many ways with Hernandez. It's, it depends on what the UFC was. Do the UFC is, does the UFC believe in him? If they do, I can match him up with Brunson or Hermanson, you know. But if they they are like still on the fence with him, I don't know what they're gonna do, man. But um, yeah, I mean, he he won four in a row. He looked good in those fights, you know, and uh, definitely now against Atman. Uh, first round was kind of competitive, you know. I think Edmund did well in the first part of the first round, and uh, later uh, Hernandez took over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see him getting challenged against uh, somebody in the top 15, man. I think it would be really cool, and uh, I, I think he, he's a talented guy, so I, I want to see it, and uh, I think uh, the, the time is right. Like like they always say, the time is now. So, yeah. He deserves it. You know, that first minute, I think Edmund did hurt him a little bit. And that's that I was thinking back to that Kevin Holland fight. I'm like, oh shit, like he could be in trouble here, but ends up, you know, like you said, taking over late. Like, and that's really his calling card, right? His cardio, his conditioning, his pace. Like, there aren't many fighters in this division, guys, that can push the kind of pace that this guy's pushing. So he's uh he's one heck of a talent, I think. And 29 years old, so he's right in his prime right now. And if they don't give him a top 15 guy, they're making a massive mistake. I mean, this guy just destroyed Edmund, destroyed Mark Andre Barry, who's getting a main card spot in his next fight. Like, all these fights, he's just beating guys badly. So, Bro. I think really the, the way to beat him, Marcel, is to beat him in the first round. And uh, other than that, you're screwed against this guy. Imagine imagine being your nickname Fluffy and uh, having great cardio, you know? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so, someone like uh, Roman Delize. That That's yeah, a good fight. Yeah, I thought Roman even beat um, Vittori in his last fight. Yeah. So, like, he to me, he's, he's top, like, you know, he's a top 15 guy. Someone like that. Definitely someone in the top 15, though, right? Like, at this point, what are we doing if we don't give you someone ranked yeah. in the top 15? And you know, they're always saying, like, looking for new contenders. Well, this guy could be one of them. All right, we got some comment here, got comments here. we got to give Alex some credit here for the questioning he did today now about those top 15 fights with Sean yeah, yeah, actually, you know what? That's a good segue, actually. I, like, I gave him uh, props in the Discord. Yeah. Dude, you're, like, the only guy that's actually pushed back on Dana with that with the uh, the stupid matchmaking. Because let's be honest, it is kind of stupid. Like like you said, Costa's right there with Strickland. Like, that fight made more, way more sense. They're both ranked beside each other in the rankings. And then you have two unranked guys. I get it. They want to build these guys up, but they only have one fight in the UFC each, right? It doesn't really make sense. They're kind of they're skipping the line. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Yeah, but one one thousand percent. Like, all right, if you want new blood in in, in the division, like have them fight Roman Delize, who's like you know like a little bit. I I feel like I just feel like Sean and 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 Paula are like way way above those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're, they're coming off wins. They're main eventing. Like yep. like it's just it's just it's just it was just a weird thing. Um. Dana's explanation was like I get I get it like and that's everyone's been saying like they want new blood in the division like all right yeah I, I get it but like I, I feel like those guys could have got another fight or maybe even fought a little bit lower in the rankings it was just it was just kind of weird like I don't know it's yeah. like and I I, I I get what they're doing obviously I, I I'm not dumb I know what the UFC are doing but like yeah. you know and it, it, they could be like setting up Ikram to, to rematch Chimaev in Abu Dhabi you know what I'm saying like if, if he beats Costa you know what I'm saying like that 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 could be what they're doing but like I don't know it's just weird you know it's weird I mean Costa hasn't fought in a year and then this is the guy he fights like everyone thought he's gonna fight Hamza they don't do that fight that fight made sense now he fights a guy who's unranked I get it Ikram's fucking good we all know that but like it's just weird how everyone's all, all of a sudden agreeing that this fight makes sense. I, I don't agree with it, like, that it makes sense. Like, is it an interesting fight? Yeah, and this guy can win, and you have a new contender, but, like, it's just unearned, right? I, I kind of feel like these guys have to work their way up. Like, you could have a guy like Kyle Bahario, and I get it. He hasn't been finishing guys except in his last fight, but he's been very vocal. Like, what the fuck do I have to do, basically, to get a top 15 guy when these guys get one fight 
And like Abus beat Dust and James Lynch, our friend, has a great video on this where you know he makes a great points. Like he beats Dustin Stolzus, who's like not really UFC caliber, and then he gets a top five ranked opponent. Kind of doesn't make sense. They right? both so. beat, yeah, they both beat guys that have a losing record in the UFC and only have one fight in the in, in the promotion. Like that warrants a top top seven matchup, does it? Like no, yeah. not at all. You know what's even worse? They cannot match up Armand Sarukian with one of these guys in the top 15 as well. I mean, he has to fight Joaquin Silva. Listen, man, I like Joaquin Silva, but that shouldn't have been a matchup for Armand Sarukian, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, I know Strickland was like saying, like, oh, the UFC matchmakers told me if you don't take this fight, you're going to have to probably sit out another six months or something unless you go to 205 again. I don't know, man. There's, there's, it does, that seems kind of weird. It's almost like if that's true, like that's, that's bullshit because he helped him out in the beginning of the year with the Imafa fight. Yeah, he took it on short notice with like no camp where he was like, yeah. <laughs> I think he said he was like snowboarding, right? And then he took that fight and still looked great. So I don't know. Strickland, Strickland's a good fighter, man. I mean, people obviously rag on him for his, <laughs> you know, his controversial takes on social media. He's got a lot of them, but he's a good fighter. You going to say something else? Sorry. No, I was, I was just saying like, like, the, I feel like they're like the UFC's laying their hand and forcing Strickland and Costa to take this fight. Why aren't they forcing the top lightweight people to fight Armin Sarukian? Yeah, like exactly. it's, the same, it's the same fucking. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, like Sarukian, like you know, like Sarukian yeah. is could be a a, a, a a a title challenger or a champion. You know what I'm saying? Like force Absolutely. force the yeah, division to fight this guy. Let's be honest. They're doing some weird shit, man. They're doing like uh, they, they want to have Essie on that Sydney card in September, and yeah. but they're having Robert against Drikus in July. They don't know what happens. Imagine Robert wins that fight, and he and he injures his hand, he can't fight Adesanya. Yeah. Then they do. Uh, uh, then they announce Aljo against O'Malley. Well, Aljo still needs to have his X-ray back. Now it's back and it's okay and he's fighting. But okay, they they make Zhang Weili against Amanda Lemos when there is a clear. Pat for Zhang Weili against Yan Xionan. And they also fumbled the back already with the Mexican card, which probably maybe happens a fight night later this year, but they could have done a big pay-per-view there. I mean, they're fumbling the back with a lot of things, man. I don't know. And Dana keeps saying, like, yeah, that's something that got away. But it's like the fourth or fifth thing that got away this year. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, mean, they're fumbling the bag of the matching, but it's not affecting their, their record profits. I don't know if you guys saw that. Okay, that's true. Bloody elbow release. They are killing it right now. And yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that. The UFC is making record money. There's a lot of comments here, guys, which is awesome. You think it's going to be Izzy and Hermione? I mean, Jason, that's the only fight that would make sense because they can't they can't assume that the winner of Whitaker and uh, Drake yeah. is going to be uninjured. Like, they, they just can't. Like, you can't assume, like you said, Marcel. Robert Whitaker might knock him out, but break his hand by knocking him out, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's very bizarre. They would they would book that fight so soon after that card in Sydney when this fight's happening uh, nine weeks ahead of it, right? I I think they do Izzy versus Jamal Hill before they do Izzy versus Hamza. Yeah, maybe that's the it could be right because I know they're waiting for obviously Yuri. That's what they're saying, but and that's also that's a, a thing, fight, you though. know. Uh, Dana is shitting on Aljo while Aljo has defended his belt and now he has to defend his belt in August again, you know? I mean, I have nothing against Jamal Hill, but January is his last title defense. He hasn't come back since then. Um, who else do we have in the, in the division? We have, a, we have we have heavyweight right now. Let me t- uh, jo- John Jones, he fought in March. Okay. Doesn't hear anything about John Jones not taking, not fighting in July, you know. But Aljo got shit on because he actually didn't want to fight in August. I mean, there are double standards, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. So I was asking about Nagato. We'll, we'll talk about that after. I, I want to get through the card a little bit first, and then we'll we'll talk, take some other. Oh, oh, l- let me co- comment on Juani there. Hill is waiting for Yuri. Why should he wait for Yuri? You know, Yuri can be out still till December, for example. You know, 
Hill yeah. should fight Ankalaev, in my opinion. I, I agree with you. Like, why, why did, why did he give up his belt? He's just going to be the next guy in line. It makes yeah, it's so just, right. Why should he give up his belt? Though? Yeah, just, exactly. they, I know he's like, like I said, I've talked about this. Like, he's like the Bushido guy, and he's all about like the mm -hmm. honor and everything. Same with Horiguchi over in Rising or Bellator. He did the same thing right with his belt, but I don't know, man. It's kind of weird that the guy would give up his belt and then be the next guy in line. Still, it's it's kind of strange. Like, that's why he gave up his belt so the division can kind of move on. Like, while, yeah, he's, exactly. while he's injured, right? Anyways, this guy, back to the card. We'll go through it a little bit and we'll take some yeah. other off-topic questions. Um, ugh, third fight here, uh, Lupi Godinez defeats Emily Ducote. Uh, I mean, she looked pretty good. Her striking looked better. I, I thought that uh, the fight would take place with you because I, I assumed she wouldn't wrestle. Her striking looked better than I thought, so I'll give her credit here. Ducote, I don't know, man. I mean, had a great debut, and then since then, really like, eating a lot of strikes. Look at her stats. I'm looking at her stats. So it's only three fights, okay? So it's not a huge sample size, but it is three 15-minute fights. So Ducote's, he's she's landing six and a half significant strikes a minute. That's really high. But, guys, she's eating eight and a half significant strikes a minute. That's insanely high. That's, like, one of the highest rates. So terrible, terrible striking defense. And, you know, Lupi gets the win here. Five and three record now in the UFC for Lupi. Any any quick thoughts on this fight? It w wasn't that eventful of a fight, but anything you guys want to say? Anything? It was one of those fights where I was turned around. <laughs> I, I'm never going to watch this fight again, li literally. I'll never watch this one. Like, I'm, If I do my tape study, I know what happened. I don't need to watch it again. It's just like, why have this on the main card when you have Natalia Silva? Like, why the fuck was she? Again, they, they, and I they talked not about never, this. Dana never heard about her. So. Dana didn't even, okay, well, she actually got the bonus in her last fight, so I think he knows who she is, I would assume. But, like, no. why was she buried in the prelims again? And then... You know, Dana comes late to the to the apex and doesn't see your fight, and then gives out the bonuses. Well, see all the fights. That seems really unfair. I don't know you guys. That just seems like weird that he wouldn't that he'd be giving all the bonuses out, but not seeing the fights. He would just hear what someone else says. I don't know. All right, I want to ask you guys something about sure. the bonuses, right? Sure. Listen, I had no problem with uh, Duran Hill being the fighter tonight. Yeah, but. Hill lost three, ten, eight rounds and got a bonus, you know. And Natalia Silva and Joaquin Buckley both deserved the bonus, in my yeah. opinion, didn't got a bonus. And maybe Urbina as well, you know. So I, I agree, with Marcel. Do you guys think? Okay, we'll talk, we'll talk about Buckley right now. Obviously, landed that great kick on, on Fialu, who yeah, Andre Fialu's want two and four now in the UFC, guys, with three straight knockout losses. Like he might get another fight because he's kind of exciting, but like he might get cut too. But as far as Buckley goes, like I mean, I picked him in this fight. I thought he'd knock him out, and that's what he did. I, do you guys feel like he got punished by because of like what happened after the fight? Do you guys? Think it, that's what I yeah. think, right? Because like who, because who has a things. fucking head kick knockout doesn't get fifty k? Like every head kick knockout ever pretty much gives you fifty k automatically. And then obviously he uh, he threw the prime. I think was on himself. Uh, Alex, were they were they cleaning up the octagon or something for like ten? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were cleaning it up, and it it uh, it it forced the Cody versus Loopy to like get delayed for like another five. Five, five, ten minutes. So, like, Dana, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Dana did say he gave him something on the side, but he didn't get the full 50K. But either way, I mean, Buckley looked great. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they didn't give him 50 because he needed the cleaning costs. They, they <laughs> all of that. Basically. What's and next he, for Buckley? Also, oh, God. And he also said the N-word live on television. He I did don't say think that. And, and, well. <laughs> you know, I, I, I briefly tweeted that, and then I deleted the tweet because I just don't want to – I didn't want to start any controversy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I understand. I get it. Like, that's 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 his, it's, his, it's a word of his culture. But, like, mm. I doubt Dana and yeah. even, like, ESPN were happy with that. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? He immediately said, I'm sorry. So, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it was more the 10-minute the delay that they were upset about personally because mm. uh, we know that the, the show must go on, right? They can't just – have guys waiting around dumping stuff in the octagon. Anyway, yeah, they, they never do commercials in between fights. It's <laughs> yeah. so rare for them. 
what's next for Buck for you guys? I mean, he's obviously a very exciting fighter. What are you guys thinking for him next? Like, uh, I'm thinking like like a striker, like or someone like it's pretty good, like uh, like an Alex Morono, maybe like a Lee Jingli. I don't know. What do you guys think? Jeremiah Wells, man. Jeremiah Wells, yeah, that's a good fight too. But I also feel like Jeremiah deserves a top fifteen too, right? So Brian Bethel. Again, a good fight, but I kind of feel like they should be on separate paths. Not to say that it's a bad fight. Chaos um, Williams, Alex Morono. Yeah. Chaos uh, is a good one too. Oh, wait, wait, no, not Chaos because they train together. That's what they said. Uh, Matt Semmelsberger. Semmelsberger is a good fight too. That would be a fun one. Um, someone like that, right? Like a striker, basically. Uh, I don't think you'll get. I don't think you'll get a top fifteen guy, but probably someone like just hovering outside yeah, the top fifteen. Maybe like a Santiago Ponzinibbio. That would be a good fight too. Actually, that'd be a great fight. Um, or a Muslim Salikov, someone like that, right? Like a striker. So. Even like John, uh, John Fitch. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of fights for this guy. I mean, he's he's an exciting guy. I mean, you, he, when, you, when Buckley fights guys, he either knocks you out or he gets knocked out. Like someone said, uh, Matt Brown. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great fucking fight, right? Like that's a great fight. I'd love to see that fight. Jake Matthews. I, I kind of feel like Jake. He lost his last fight, right? If I'm yeah, I got Samuelsberger. Yeah, he uh, his stock's a little down now, right? So. Oh, he's fighting. Oh, yeah, he's supposed to fight Gabe Green. That fight didn't happen. Okay. Andre Fiel, you made Jake Matthews look like fucking <laughs> Jake Matthews. That my friend. I remember talking about that fight after my friend. That's like in real life, and he was like, "Dude, Jake Matthews 2.0 just kicked ass." I'm like, "Who is this guy?" And then he gets like, destroyed in his next fight by Selzberger. Yeah, like yeah. freaking guy, man. Uh, that was crazy. I, I didn't pick his fights well there. All right, next fight here, uh, Diego Ferreira. Oh God, holy fuck! Like, <laughs> what a knockout, eh? So. I, we both picked Michael Johnson in the podcast. I, Alex, I don't know. Did you pick Johnson too? You did too, right? um, Or no? I didn't pick Johnson. You did? Oh, wondering. you didn't, Marcel. My bad. Sorry. I apologize. Okay. I picked him. <laughs> and I, he was looking good, man. It was kind of like the Josh Emmett fight, guys. Like, we're, again, he's looking 100%. good. Kickboxing him, you know, staying at range, and then bang. Crazy knockout. Out of nowhere. Man. Just a crazy knockout. Free, it's not really a guy that's shown a, like a, a huge amount of knockout power in his career. He does have a few knockouts, but he's more of a grappler, I would say. Man, what a knockout. And he really needed this, too, because if he had lost, he probably would have been released. Instead, he wins. He gets a bonus. Dana loves him again. Man, he looked great. His hair looked great. I don't know if you saw his son's hair. His son's hair is – his kid's like a year old. He's got this, like, huge fro, man. It's crazy. Dude, I'm happy with this guy because I really like Diego Freire. I've always liked him, Marcel. He's a good fighter. Um, I, he had a tough uh, run lately. I, I didn't trust him here. I was off the wagon, but – um, man, what a knockout. Uh, Marcel, you want to start with this one? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, Johnson looked good, dude, until he until he got knocked out pretty much. You know, I, I was really like uh, he had a good good distance uh, management, I think. He was picking his shots. He looked good. And Fier uh, for Fier Ferreira looked kind of off in the first round, in my opinion. And I was like, yeah, Johnson might win this if it keeps going this way. And then out of nowhere, Ferreira launches that shot. Knocks him out stiff, got another shot in between, and immediately was apologizing for that. And it looked like he was actually sad because he threw that second punch before. And that was, uh, I mean, great knockout, man. What can you say? And I immediately tweeted like shades of Josh Emmett, Michael Johnson, because it really remembered me of that one. That was like also stiff as a board, man, Michael Johnson there. And um, yeah, man, good for Ferreira, man. After three losses in a row, he, he fought some tough guys, you know. I'm happy he's back on track, but for Johnson, it's bad, you know. Johnson looked really good in this last couple of fights. I actually think he got robbed against Malarkey, in my opinion. I think he actually won that fight. So it should have been on a three-fight winning streak, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, man, this is uh, pretty hard, I think. A pretty pretty bad loss for him. Although he looked good until he did, until he got stopped. So, But, yeah, good for Ferreira, man. I'm happy for the dude. I always liked him. Um, yeah, 
we'll see what's next. Uh, good, good win for him, man. A nasty knockout. Definitely a contender for uh, knockout of the year and top top 10, top 15, I think. Yeah, yeah. Any, any thoughts? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I had picked Jump Michael Johnson up until last week when then I like really thought about it. I was like, dude, like CDF has lost to just killers. Like his three losses were to killers. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. And then I picked him. But uh, let me tell you, after that knockout, there was a eerie vibe in, in the apex, man. Like it was now, like it was like everyone was just like, oh my God. Because Michael Johnson was down for quite, quite a bit, man. And he, he didn't know where he was. He had he had like he had to have like five staff members carry him out of the like, octagon. Like it was it was a it was a really bad knockout. Um, and then just for Diego Ferrer, like it was just it was a really heartwarming moment for like him. Like just his family there, everything he's gone through, his injuries, everyone counting him out. Like it was just he he needed, he needed that win. And man, he got he he. But I guess he brought out his uh, frustrations on Michael Johnson because that was a brutal knockout. He saved his career, like in the UFC, because if he lost, guys, I'm, even though, like you said, like the competition is stiff, he probably would be released. Like it's not often mm-hmm. the guy with four straight win, uh, losses keeps his spot on the roster. At least um, I don't yeah. stand probably. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I told this story in the podcast, but a few years ago I went to UFC 237 in Brazil, and uh, they they had us in the the hotel with, with the fighters, and I was my, the room next to me was uh, Francisco Trinaldo. <laughs> And he was fighting uh, Diego Freya, and the fight got canceled. I think on the weigh-in day because someone got. I think Freya got sick. He's dealt with so many injuries and like illnesses and stuff. Like if he can stay healthy, he's a good fighter. But he is thirty-eight, so I don't know how much lo- time he's got left. Really, but man, what a knockout! Good for him, man. Well deserved. A couple other comments here. We got Blake. He's saying which division has the fighter with the most well-rounded. Which division has the most well-rounded fighters? I think it's probably bantamweight right now, right? Like I would say, I, I think. Bantam and light, yeah. Bantam and light heavy, lightweight, yeah. I agree. Not light heavyweight. <laughs> Those two. <fun. laughs> light heavyweight sucks. Uh, CDF and Favola. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I'm down for that. Matt Favola has looked outstanding lately. Brian Gurum versus the Gurum Jamie Winter Moises. Sure. I mean, any of those fights make sense. He looked really good, or he looked pretty good, but the knockout was exceptional. So, yeah. Mackenzie Dern beats Rose. Will she fight next for the title? Considering Rose two wins over Lily, I think if yeah, if Dern beats Rose, she's getting a title shot for sure. Dern um, is super marketable as well. I think. Oh, so. obvious, especially now that she's divorced. Dern man, like this is the new mythical beast, guys. Like this is like C level Kane and motivated BJ, and like she's, she's right off that list, man. Man, she looked fucking amazing. Like that 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 Wesley Santos guy, man. Like he, uh, yeah, I think he's missed out on something here, man. That's what I'm gonna say. I I really like Mackenzie Dern, guys. Like she is. She's a knockout. More more than one way, I'll say that. Uh, CDF and Benoit Sandini after he beats Michelle. Sure, I guess they could do that. Um, go to the next fight here, guys. And again, after we, we go through the fights, we'll take some questions about off-topic stuff like the Francis thing. Uh, Slava Borshev, amazing performance. Mar- Marcel, I, I didn't expect this. I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, I thought it would be a very competitive fight. It wasn't uh, pretty much one-sided. Mahashati gets knocked out. And, uh, wow, it's crazy, man. Like, this guy, I thought he looked so good in his debut last year. And then since then, just getting dominated. Uh, but Borshev, he really needed this win. Obviously, bounces back after the two losses. Again, if he had lost, he might have been cut. But he saves his career and gets another bonus. Uh, we'll start with you, Alex, man. What did you think of uh, Slava Claus? Looked amazing. Dude, he was throwing so fucking hard, dude. It was it – was, I, I, I must I, – I had to go back and watch some of Slava's. I don't know if he was throwing that hard in, in his previous – Dude, he was slinging leather. Um, yeah, it was it was a must win for Slava. Um, I'm I'm surprised Mahashate didn't shoot on him at all. Um, Me too. He I, shot like I, once or like once, and it was a really good uh, sprawl. But like, 
I thought he pursued the wrestling more personally. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. No, 1,000%. I mean, like, that was the clear-cut, like, way to, to, to beat this guy as wrestling him. And he chose to strike with him, and he met his demise, man. Um, Slava got transported, so so he didn't do any media. And then I guess on Instagram today he showed uh, his eye. It was it was pretty. It was pretty. Oh nice. yeah, it was correct. Talk, talk about that eye poke. Yeah. Um, they didn't. T- do you think in a case like that where there's a clear injury, even though it's accidental, do you think they should take a point because his eye was like bleeding and stuff? Like, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Alex. Um, I think I've I've said this for the last few years. I think any nut shot, any eye poke, grab a fence, it's an automatic point deduction. Do it every single time, and, and fighters will stop doing it. Like, that's okay. the only way to fix it. I don't think you're, like, necessarily wrong. And, again, like, everyone's like, oh, they deserve a warning. Well, they've been warned in the back. And everyone mm-hmm. knows the rule book, too. Like, we all go in there knowing – if you don't know the rules, you shouldn't be fighting. Like, I'll say that. Um, yeah, go ahead, Marcel. The thing is, like, it depends, of course, if the, if the eye poke – it's actually with the finger, you know. I mean, if the if it's like if it's like glazing something or what, yeah. because they're not. But this was with the finger, you know. Yeah. So, I, I with that definitely, if you're like, uh, if it's if it gets somebody injured or or whatever, it comprehends somebody, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent take a point, you know. Um, because yeah, the guy I'm, got injured, like he's compromised. His eye was like, if he had lost the fight, we'd having having a different discussion about this. But he somehow won the fight. He looked great. Uh, that'd be a good fight. Eros Medic and Slava, sure. I mean, any of those fights, any striker. I just don't give them. A, honestly, don't give them wrestlers. Just give them strikers. Like, just give them fun fights. I, we don't need to see them get held down for 15 minutes again. Just the thing is, let them stand and bang, man. The thing uh, is, like, they had got to give him them pure strikers because everybody with a tiny bit of wrestling is going to wrestle him. Yeah. Because that's a blueprint to beat him, pretty much. You know. Again, his sprawl looked great in that one shot, man. It looked fast. It was. He's clearly been working on it, but mm-hmm. Ma shot they. After that, didn't stop pursuing it. And like you said, met his demise. Uh, Carolina Kovacavich, outstanding performance. Three straight wins for Carolina, man, at age 37. Like, just looking great. Beats Vanessa Demopoulos. Again, I thought this would be a much comp- more competitive fight. And I, again, I thought that Vanessa would pursue wrestling much more. This is my mistake, though, thinking back on it, because she went to that new camp, which is a striking-based camp, Factory X. Um, I think that she missed her own camp, man. Was it Which camp was she at? She was at that one in Arizona yeah. with that guy. Uh, Fight ready, yeah. All those guys left, right? Like all or girls in this case. Um, you was she's iridium, right? I think. Yeah. Um, any any iridium fighter at fight ready had to leave. What happened? Do you know what happened? Like, yeah, did you talk about happened. this, or do you guys know what happened? Uh, it was something that had to do with, um, well, uh, the coach of fight ready got pissed off at iridium. For like bringing Brandon or bringing somebody over to that camp, and 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 they just got pissed off and said, "If you're with Iridium, you either leave leave that management or or, or leave the gym." And Brandon so, Moreno or um, no, it's it, so I believe it was it was either Brandon Moreno or somebody they had brought Brandon to that to that camp. I'm just using, using Brandon, but it was it was a fire to that camp, and 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 the coach got pissed off because of. Henry, I think it's Henry and Brandon don't like each other. Right, so he right. just he, he was just like a petty thing, and so yeah. he, he told any fight any Iridium fight ready fighter uh, leave leave that management or leave the leave uh, the team. So they had yeah. to pick. Trying to fuck up. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, talking about camp switches. I mean, Carolina going to American Top Team just really changed their whole career, right? And actually, you were the guy, Alex. <laughs> Dana's like, why the fuck did you ask her that question? It was a good question. That was so funny. That was hilarious. That was gold. We'll talk about that presser. I can't wait to talk about the presser, guys. There's a lot to talk about that. But uh, 
I mean, like you said, like you're right though. Like it's just like it's it's in life. And there's so many decisions in life that you can make, like who you marry, what school you go to, what job you take, right? And in this case, what camp you go to can make or break your career because clearly, we already knew American Top Team was like a, a great A gym. It is probably the best gym in the sport. Great move for her training with you know people her size, women her size. Amazing, amazing move for her and won three straight fights. Look great. A couple other fights are, are, are sorry. Someone else want to say something? No, no, no. It's just, it's just, she's, it's, it's nice to see her get on this win streak just because of how much people were talking shit about her. She was about to retire yeah. and just, and then just want to comment on Vanessa. I just, sure. I haven't been sold on her for some reason. I just, I'm yeah. just not, I'm just not sold on her for, for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Marshall. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, uh, Carolina, it's also cool. She, she made friends now with uh, Joanna, right? They didn't like each yep. other before and not American Top Team with, along with yep. each other. So that's good as well. Yep. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think we both picked Vanessa to win the fight actually, but I mean, I was happy for Carolina also that Vanessa didn't make weight. I also like, I like to see the, the girl who make weight actually win the fight. Right. And, uh, for Carolina, it's, I mean, it's like her career is like a second chance in her career, right? She was five, five, oh, and five. That goes yeah. back, wins, wins three in a row now. And uh, now she's close to the top 15 probably again. So yeah. let's see how far she can come, man. I, I hope for her she can come far. I, I really like, I always liked her, man. So Truthfully, man, after uh, she got washed by Jessica Penny a couple years ago, I'm like, oh, she's done. She's completely mm-hmm. done. I think everyone thought that. Now, yeah. again, three straight wins, so. I've always liked Carolina, man. Again, you know, very marketable. We'll say that, guys. That's that's our word here. Very marketable. Um, she's uh, <laughs> she's a very tough girl too. Very, very, very difficult to finish. She's she's good. Uh, how long do you think uh, Mashai loses one more? Do you think he'll get cut? Probably. Mashai's lost two straight fights. He's on. I think he's on a four fight contract. Most guys sign that, right? So he's gonna have to win his last one probably. Carolina's looking good, uh, Joe. No doubt about it. All right, a couple other fights here on the prelims. Um, Gilbert Urbina looked outstanding, guys, against Orion Cossey, who missed weight as well. Looked. Alex, you were at the weigh-ins, right? Like, is that one of the worst you've seen, uh, Ryan? It was bad, man. It was bad. He was like, he was, he was like hyperventilating, breathing really bad, man. Like, it was really bad. And, and it's funny enough, like, I thought Ryan was gonna run through Gilbert Urbina just because I just didn't think Gilbert was UFC caliber. Boy, was I fucking wrong, bro. He's fucking wrong, too. Hey, Alex, did you go? Did you go back and smoke some gelato with him? Were you one of the guys? That <laughs> <laughs> or you can't say it, right? You want to lose your job here? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, he looked great, man. I think he's the first Urbina fight, Urbina brother to win in the UFC, right? So, second. Oh, it's the second? Who's the other one? Oh, Hector won as well. One at uh, uh, Latin America, right? Tough Latin America. Yeah. yeah. But he looked, he's the best of the three brothers, there's no doubt. He looked good in this weight class. You know, man, like, again, layoffs are always something kind of tricky because this guy's been off for two years. But usually I, 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 try, I tend to fade it, right? But in this case, I mean, the guy's clearly been training his fucking ass off for two years. And he looks much better. It's funny though. I was gonna say uh, him and Battle, right? Didn't they both fight at middleweight in the show? Now they're both at welterweight. Like, what was the point of doing that, that show at middleweight? I guess because they fight so often. A um, couple other fights here. Uh, this one can go quick. Rodrigo Nascimento defeats uh, Ilya Latifi. Split decision. I was I right. Score, yeah, I was right. You, did, you said split, didn't you? No, like, I said off- bathroom break. I was oh, right. Yeah, you said it was the shit break, right? Yeah, this yes, fight was yes. very boring. Um, <laughs> really, no surprise. Like the way. It, Honestly, Ilya Latifi's fights are kind of boring in general. Like a, a lot of his fights, right? Unless he's knock, getting knocked out or knocking someone out. Um, this fight was not great. I think the judges got it right. I actually agree with their scorecards. I had one in three for Yogi Beer, who is now four and one in the UFC. Um, but his last two wins are by split decision, guys. So I don't know like how good he really is. I don't know. What do you guys think, Alex? Let's start with you on this one. 
I'm sorry, bro. I, I don't. I don't. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> It was the it was the worst fight in the card, I think. Right? It was, it was, it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, um, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. just so, give, yeah. I, surpri- I, I, surprised I, that it wasn't on the main main card, right? The UFC. I, I was, like, I'm surprised they put this on the prelims instead of Loopy and, and Emily the coach. Uh, it was like that awful heavyweight fight in the main card. Yeah, was, um, yeah. yeah I think we skipped this one. Do you guys think? Do you guys think Latifi gets cut, or do you think he gets another one? He gets another one. You think? <laughs> He's not very exciting, man. I don't know. What do you think, Alex? I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care, but what do you think? About, he does care about the roster. I know you care about the roster. Man. Yeah, no. Uh, they'll either give him another one. No, you know what? They'll either cut him or he'll retire. He's forty, right? So I could see that as well. Um, let's go to the next one here. <laughs> Our boy Chase. Okay, so you had a question for us too. We'll answer it now. But uh, we both you picked Chase with me, right, Marcel? Last week. Um, um, no, I picked Fury. Actually. Okay, so I, I picked Chase. <laughs> I picked a bunch of underdogs. It's the only one I hit on. It was a, kind of a weird week. I thought a lot more dogs were going to win, and only this was the only underdog that ended up winning. Um, he looked amazing. Like this was Chase I mean, Hooper 2.0, guys. Like he looked great. Um, his striking looked so improved. Like the combinations he was throwing, the elbows he was throwing were so unorthodox and awkward, and they were landing. And I'm really surprised Nick Fury was able to even survive that first round. If that round was even like three seconds longer, the ref would have stopped the fight. Um, I think one of the judges gave it 10-8 in the first round. I thought Chase looked outstanding. Landed 149 significant strikes in the fight. Uh, wow. I, and Alex, his question is, uh, do you guys want to see him fight Patty Pimblett? <laughs> I mean, it'd be an interesting fight. It would be an interesting fight. Who I don't wins? think he'd do it, but... Who wins? Just, no, just who, who wins? Oh, who wins? Oh, oh man. <sighs> I thought he looked improved, but I, I, I guess I'd still go with Patty. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Don't don't put this evil on me. I want to say Hooper, but I know Hooper is not winning that. So don't put this evil on me. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, probably Patty. But I mean, look, I'll, I'll say this, man. Hooper has been cutting a lot of weight for featherweight, bro. Like he, yep. he said, he was walking around at one eighty five. Dude, like that's that's fucking insane. And I knew for the last three fights, like. He was cutting a lot of weight, and I, I honestly think that was affecting his, his his performance. Yes, he's not. Yes, he's not technically the, the obviously the best fighter. Yes, he has a lot to work on, but like, there's no doubt his that big weight cut was affecting him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially but that guys, last week, we had dropped and knocked out. We didn't say we're so. Yeah, I'll be honest here, man. I mean, Chase Hooper definitely looked improved, but Nick Fury made him look like the next, this, the second coming. You know what it's I like mean? Like Anderson Silva in there. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, you know? <laughs> and man, Nick Fury kind of reminded me of like uh, like a, a, a lighter weight class Phil Anselmo, but then less aggressive. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, <laughs> I mean, uh, Nick Fury, I, I don't dislike the guy at all. But he, he showed in that fight that he isn't UFC caliber yet, not, you know. He's not. just not there. And um, and I'm surprised, you know, he got two wins over Jay Ellis, so you would think he would be. But <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just kidding. But now nah, it was like Hooper looked like looked so good that it was like really weird to see how good he looked with the stand-up, you know. And I think against almost anybody else, it might be not as good. But he definitely looked improved, and I was happy for Hooper that he looked improved. Looked much better at 155 as well, you know. I, I mean, it, it's horrible, you know, if you have to cut down to 145 and you're like, you have like the body frame of Chase Hooper, you know. I think 155 way better for him, and I hope he can improve more, even more there. You know? I mean, I, Is this I, another Jake Matthews versus Andre Fialiu kind of fight where like 
Nick Fiore made Chase Hooper look like the next like big thing. Yeah, it could yeah. It, it could be. You know, it's crazy. He's like he's six foot one. He's like pretty tall, man. Like I don't. That's a lot of weight to cut, like you said. Like and again, he's he's only twenty three. So he's still growing in his frame. I mean, this guy eventually might even like at the end of his career might even be fighting one seventy. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he looked he looked really good in this fight. Uh, to, uh, by the way, I, I as far as Fiore goes, you know what, man? Like, I, listen, very tough dude. And credit to him for taking these fights on. I think he took his debut on short notice, right against Wabeski. But it might be best for his career if he just gets released and then works works his way back up because, like, he's just getting destroyed at the UFC level yeah. right now. You know. So, all right, uh, Marcel. Um, yeah. Go ahead, your your girl, man. Natalia just just destroyed Victoria Leonardo. Leonardo, uh, her teeth were all fucked up. Like her yeah. lip was messed up. Dana posted a picture. It was pretty graphic. Uh, man, I mean. First off, she should have been in the main card. Second off, she should have got a bonus. Third off, I I'm fast tracking into the top fifteen immediately. Like she is fucking the next big thing, guys. There's no doubt. Marcel, I, I know that you love this girl, so you can go ahead and first. No man, I mean I didn't get it that they're giving her a Victoria Leonardo, which is obviously like a showcase fight. And then you put her on the second prelim. And I was like, dude, you know, uh, if you want to build this girl up, you don't put her on the second prelim. Um Dude, Leonardo had nothing for her, let's be honest. Uh, she was, like, levels above her. Uh, she had, like, uh, three, four uh, kicks to the head uh, after each other, and Leonardo was already, like, uh, holding back. Uh, and you saw, man, she was, she was like, damaged a lot, and there was a good stoppage by the referee, you know? Yeah, and, um, great stoppage. So and we talked about this last week, man. She went from Jasuda Vicious to Bleda to Leonardo, which should have been the other way around, pretty much, you know? It should have been from... Leonardo to Bleda to Jasuda Vicious, you know. So okay. she actually are fighting back, are fighting back to the to the thing, you know. I don't understand, but yeah, I I think somebody said Andrea Lee would be a good next fight. I like that actually. I think that's a good one. And that's uh, right. And Andrea is actually in the corner of Victoria, so that makes a lot of sense, right? It really yeah. does. Yeah, that's perfect, you know. And I mean, you can match her up pretty much with everybody between top ten, top fifteen. Probably they don't, don't want to match her up with uh, the other big talents they have there. But with some more established names, you know, like uh, like for example, Andrea Lee is, is a good name. Maybe Viviana Araujo was also around there. But uh, yeah. I think she wins both those fights. You just mentioned. Yeah, me I really too. do. I absolutely think. Like, I think she's top. I definitely think she's top fifteen right now. She might be top ten. And she's not just a striker. She's good on the ground as well. That's you know? what I'm saying. She's so like your the, the the Jasmine fight was mostly on the ground, right? Yeah. If I can't remember, Alex, what do you think of this girl, man? I think she should fight Tracy Cortez. Fuck it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty fucking good looking fight, man. That you just <laughs> I think, um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there are two prospects, two good, two 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 good looking women. Have them fight, and you know, I, I think Where, that. Where's Tracy? I mean, she's dealing with mental health issues, right? Like, is she even going to fight anytime soon, though? Like, that's the question, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that the breakup with Brian's been really hard enough. That's my guess. I mean, or I mean, do Jennifer Maya? I mean, that's that's a, you know what? And Jennifer looked really good. Someone just mentioned Casey O'Neill. I would give her the girl that beat Casey O'Neill, Jennifer Maya, right? Like, I wouldn't do Casey O'Neill. Casey's got to be built back up again. They have to build her back up because she's again marketable. And she came off that year long layoff with that injury, and then they, they gave her a top 10 girl. And she got smoked. So, build her back up. Do you guys think Fiora and Aaron? I mean, that fight makes sense. Uh, Aaron Blanchard was talking about. Marcel, who are you supporting in Silva versus Rebus? If they do yeah, that next fight? question. Oh, you're... <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, they both remind me of each other, man. Like, the uh, that cackle kind of thing they have going on there. Yeah, they're both, yeah. Uh, they're both great. 125-pound female division is really starting to heat up. Yeah, there's definitely some good prospects being developed, for sure. Um, 
last fight here, guys, and I'm, I'm going to let Alex talk about this one a little bit because I know he interviewed Temba. So a few things about this fight. First off, Temba Guerrero gets the win over Takashi Sato. Um, uh, unanimous decision. 11 minutes of control time, guys. His wrestling was pretty dominant. He also had that crazy knockdown. Was it the second round? I, second I think round. it was second, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Dude, like the fact that Sato even survived, that was crazy. Like, you were there, Alex. Like, that was a fucking crazy knockdown. And, like, the guy just toughed it out. So credit to, to Sato, but he's definitely getting cut. There's no doubt. He's lost four straight fights. He's getting cut. He's one, no, two and five in the UFC. Sorry, but it's not good enough, unfortunately. But for Temba, so a few thoughts are here. Um, and I want to let you talk, Alex, because I know you interviewed him and, and it was a really good interview. I watched it this morning. Thank so, you. first off, I mean, you got to feel bad, uh, happy for this guy. I mean, like, the fact he had seven dollars, even showed the bank account statement. Like he had seven bucks in his bank account, and now obviously, you know, he doesn't. He's, he won his guys win and show money. Maybe they're maybe they'll give him a bonus on the side, possibly. You got to feel happy for this guy, you know. Um, the other thing that came out obviously was him uh, sleeping on the floor of MMA Masters Gym and Colby Covington and Daniel Valverde feeding him and and housing him basically. Um, you got to give those guys credit too. You know, they didn't have to do that, especially Colby. Everyone shits on this guy all the time, right? We all. See it on social media constantly. Kobe's the worst guy in the world. He's such a horrible person. Dude, we all know he's playing a character. And behind the scenes, from everything I've heard, he's actually a really fucking nice guy. So, like, yeah, I mean, that, when I heard that, it was actually kind of, like, heartwarming. You know what I mean? Like, it really was because this is a very selfish sport. So, for him to, like, help a guy out that he didn't have to do that, that's very nice for him to, to, to hear that. Um, with Temba, obviously, there's some breathing room in his bank account right now. He's going. I think he's going back to, to Africa uh, to be with his family, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I, I really hope that... Uh, He's smart with his money. I mean, he didn't make a lot, guys. He's probably making 12 and 12. You know, it's not a ton of money. Like, it's going to help him, obviously, and, and he'll get he'll get by the next little uh, bit. But I, I just really hope he doesn't get down to the last $7 because he did say he has kids. And that's kind of – it always worries me and makes me sad when you got a guy with a family. It's not just a single guy. When it's a single fighter, it sucks, but it's like, okay, they're pursuing their passion and their dream. But when the guy has a family to feed too, it makes it really, really hard to hear. So – Really happy for this guy. I know he fought sick. I don't know if I like that, Alex. I'll be honest. Like, fighting with the flu. Not sure about that. But he needed to. Because if he pulled out, he wouldn't have got paid a fucking dime. And they might have even cut him. If they're like, hey, you're pulling out the day of the fight where you're cut. You know? So, he had to do what he had to do for his family. And I, and I respect that. Even though, you know, hopefully he didn't get his opponent sick. Alex, I want you to take the floor on this one, man. Because I, I know you inter- interviewed him for, like, what, an hour maybe? You talked to him yeah. in Vegas? Yeah. What's going on, man? Because, first off, he called you out with your pick. When it wasn't even you. Is I think it was Jesse that picked. Uh, well, was it um, AJ Fletcher? Right? He I you out. <laughs> but by the way, man, dude, fucking boss move by not uh, responding to him and doing it in private because you knew that he was wrong and you didn't call him out on me, Alex. So much respect, my friend. Go ahead. I want you to do after, after he said that, I was fucking like, I was in my mind. I was like, okay, what? I know I, because I wrote a big piece on him for his UFC debut. So I knew I wasn't going to pick against him. So I was like, where did he see this? Where did he see this? I went to Jason House. I, went to, I was like, where, where is this? And then I was, and then I texted him um, yesterday morning before the interview. I was like, all right, dude, well, where did you see this? He was like, he was like, it was on MMA Mania. And I was like, oh, my coworker picked against him. And he thought that I ran MMA Mania. And he, and he told me, he told me in private, he's like, he's like, that really hurt my feelings. I was thinking about it for like three months because we had this really good connection. And then you picked against me like a day later. I was like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? It's like, anyway, so man, um, the thing about this was like, he got this fight on like five weeks notice. He was about to fly back to Africa with no money. And he was texting Jason House, texting the show. He's like, if you have a fight, please let me know. I'm going back to Africa. I don't know when, when I'll come back. 
and so they got him like they got him a fight with like 24 hours left on his on his visa on his everything so it was uh it was it was quite the thing man and, and it just he has a crazy story a crazy story and um I think you know losing your UFC debut, like everyone just forgot about him, right? Like, and 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 that's what happens. That's that's the that's the negative thing about having so many cards, is that we're already gonna forget about this card, and we're and we already and we already forgot about the fight card before this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just moves. It moves so quick that like you, you forget about these guys. But like this guy, he uh, he has a crazy story, man. And um, the, the reason why he was so broke is that he. He uh, actually posted a clip about it, but like he, he he has a gym in Africa that he totally funds, and no one pays rent, no one pays for classes. He just funds it. So he was like, "That's probably why I'm broke because I'm funding funding this gym because I want to give back to Africa for these kids." So like he has a good heart on him. He has a good personality. He finally showed like his fight style right. Um, so it's just it was I just I just. It, yesterday was my off days, right? So like, I, I usually just sit on my ass on Sunday Sundays, you know? but like, I was just like, I feel like I, I felt like the need, like you know, like one of those things. I just, I felt the need to go talk to him, and I'm really happy I did because it really opened my eyes, and hopefully, it kind of opened other people's eyes about him. So I mean, I didn't know much about him honestly, like as far as like his personality and everything. Like, dude, I mean, if you look at the numbers, I was looking at like the the views and stuff, like on the Junkie channel, like. His interview crushed it. Like people really liked hearing this guy's story. So just gotta give you credit, man, because you were the, one of the guys that was like really pursuing it. So you know, he seems like a good dude. Marcel, anything you want to say about about uh, Temba? No, I like Temba a lot, man. I uh, I mean, he's a super nice guy. Talk sometimes yeah. to him as well. He's he's like super friendly, and uh, he's super. Uh, how do you say that? Motivated, and he really believes in himself. You know, he's like everything he says. You believe what he says. You know what I mean. Yeah. He, he he's so he's so how do you say that? Uh, so um, convincing. Kind of give, yeah, convincing. You know what what he says. So I was really happy to see him doing well. You know, and uh, yeah, good for him picking up his first UFC win. You know, and uh, let's see yeah. what's now going to happen. You know, and uh, yeah. But it's always sad, dude. You know, to see somebody only having seven dollars in his bank account. I know. You know? I think one guy. In the media and i don't know who it is so i'm not going to call him out but he said to dana isn't it beautiful to see a father having only seven dollars in his who, bank who, was, who was that alex they were saying like this is a great sport like these guys yeah. are making money. who was that alex what, who uh, that was in, mma weekly Wait, who, what is it is it ken or who is it do you know no, who? ken uh kenny is uh mma junkie it's uh scott okay scott from mma weekly yeah i know that that was that was kind of a it was just dumb like bro like <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> like it, it is like I've I've always said it. Like, this is my like fire pay. It, it, it's a whole different. It's very controversial. I think personally, this is my personal opinion. I think if you're in the UFC, you should not have to work a second job. Not at all, dude. It's crazy, dude. I've been doing podcast Alex since 2011, saying this shit. So. Dude, right? It's like like you you should be able to yep. train full time, hundred percent, to fight the best fighters in the world. Bro, I've been literally I've been saying this since I started covering the sport, dude. Like over a decade ago, I've been saying like, and I I mean, how can you disagree with me on this? If you have more time to focus on your training, not to worry about working another job. Don't you think you'd become a better fighter too? Like you'd have better fights, I think. Um, I think that uh, you know PFL. I believe they gave. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were giving guys like a monthly stipend, even if it's like a thousand bucks a month for some of these guys. Like it's not a lot for the UFC. When think, I mean, there's a lot of fighters in the roster. I get it, but like 
that would help a lot of these guys out a lot too, you know. So it's never gonna happen though. UFC's never giving them up to stipend. I'll I was, say that right now. <laughs> I was like typing my recap and I had the uh, the press press on the background on, on, on my headphones, and then I was typing here. Yeah, Dana, isn't it beautiful that the guy only had seven dollars in his bank account? <laughs> I was like, huh, what did he really say that? You know, <laughs> it's like, I, I, maybe he phrased this question strangely, but yeah, yeah I, I don't I what... really I don't understand what the guy was asking. Anyways, um <laughs> overall, I mean, what do you think of the card Marcel? Because I know you weren't too high in it going in, but I guess it exceeded your expectations a little bit. I give it an, I, I give it an eight out of ten, and that's probably that you call that the B in America. I was already talking with Keith about it uh, on his uh yep. on his uh, recap on Sherdog. I was like, You're America's always with your A, B, C, and D's. I have no idea what it means, so I'm going with an eight out of ten. What? I think it was a good card, I really enjoyed yeah. it. So uh, yeah. What do you think, Alex? Same same kind of rating for you? I think it's like a like a seven, like maybe maybe like it's like a six or seven. Like the, the finishes are are, are going to be what we remember from this card. Yeah, I just I just it was a it was just like it was a fun watch on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? It was just like yeah. a card. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I I'd probably go like I'll split the difference seven and a half. There we go. Um, <laughs> just to be less controversial. All right, so that's UFC Vegas seventy three. Um, over and done Oops. with. Whose stock dropped the most? Oh, yeah, that's the question. Marcus asks us this every week, and I love this question. I love it. Me too. So, I have a good so usually we pick like, whoever loses in the main event, especially if they get finished. But I don't think Angela's uh, dropped that much. I would say Edmund's stock dropped again. I really do think so. Um, yeah, Ma Shate's stock is way down, Marcel, as well. And, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a few of them, right? There's some yeah. fighters are getting cut off this card. You're going to see the... Yeah. Uh, UFC roster watcher or whatever, they're going to put the little red X and fighter removed, Takashi Sato, fighter removed, Victoria Leonardo, you're going to see that. Um, like I said, maybe the TV. I think Orion Costi probably gets released as well, unfortunately, because he missed weight as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, like you said, kind of some throwaway fights, but there were some good finishes, right? So you can't take away from that. But, yeah, I'd say Edmund. What do you think, Barcel? I wanted to say Amy Kaplan, but I'll go. We're going to talk about that in a second. I actually want to get, I want to get Alex's Alex. thoughts as he was Sorry, there. Alex. Do you want to answer the question quickly, Alex, and then we'll talk about the presser after? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say probably Michael Johnson just because of his 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 run that he was on, and it was just a brutal knockout. Oh, so bad. Um, that it's going to set him back a little bit. How, how long was he on the floor for? Do you know? I'm going to say it was a good minute, minute and a half, two minutes, like out. Like he was out. He was like stiff, right? Like, yeah, he, was, like yeah. he, was, he was out. Um, and like he finally, like even when he was up, like he he couldn't get up to sit on the stool. Like it it was a really bad knockout. It sure was. All right, let's talk about the post fight presser. So someone we'll talk about Lugano first because someone asked that. We'll talk about the hundred dollar thing after. Um, Lugano, uh, the whole thing with Dana. I mean, it was just fucking weird that Dana was like, um, I don't know much about it, and they went on a whole spiel about it for like ten minutes after that. He's like, I don't have much information about this, but if you want to hear my opinion, and then went and really <laughs> shit on Francis. Uh, I'm not surprised that Dana's reaction was like this. I mean, that's how he always is. He's obviously upset that Francis left. They rebuffed, he rebuffed his offer. Uh, I talked about this on the podcast last week, Alex. I don't know if you heard it, but like for me, it's like I'm very happy for the guy because I'm not a jealous person, man. I'm I'm someone that's just happy when I see people succeed in life. And like this yeah. dude has like one of the best stories of all time. I mean, what this guy's done in his life, and he actually finally had some leverage and fucking used it. And you have to appreciate that. Like, and I hope that other fighters will will follow in his path, but. When Dana comes out here and does this kind of, you know, uh, tour where he's just shitting on people, that it kind of makes people think twice. It's just funny though, like you see all the clips now from two years ago when, when after uh, Francis knocked out Stipe and Dana's like, "Oh, Jones, Jones better not 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 take this fight, man. This is not the fight John Jones wants." And now it's the other way around because it's more convenient for Dana. So yeah. 
listen, I get he's a promoter, he's got to do this, but like, I don't know, man. It, it, I'm just happy for Francis, but uh, yeah, what do you guys think? I'll start with you, Ox, since you were there. I mean, it's Dana doing Dana. Like, what, what? There was no, I mean, there was no fucking way Dan was gonna be like, oh, I really like this joke from Francis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like what, what, what do people expect? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're gonna be like, oh, you know what? I think what he did was really good. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course Dana was gonna shit on it. Dana, what Dana said, I mean, it was expected of him. Um, <laughs> the thing that, like, he ripped Robin Black, uh, just, just, just destroyed Robin. <laughs> Um, just it was just like what, and then when when he was when, when and then he like buried PFL and Bellator like saying like these this company that sells no tickets is burning money is gonna buy it buy a promotion that's buying tickets not selling tickets and burning money so it's just like I mean like you know so it was just Dana being Dana um I mean it's just, what do we like that's why like when people ask, like tell me to ask Dana like obvious questions I'm like what do you think Dana's gonna say. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not worth my time to ask him be like, when you know exactly what he's going to say. You know, it's just like. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I was a little surprised by the Robin, the Robin Black thing. So first off, uh, I know Robin uh, personally. I haven't seen him in a while because, but he used, I don't know if he still lives in Toronto, but he obviously used to live here and he might still live here. But anyways, uh, the first time I ever had was at the score way back in the day. So like Aaron Bronsetter brought me in. And this is 2011, Alex. So I've been in this business for a while. And Aaron was the first guy I ever met. And Aaron was, you know, we be, we're still friends to this day. And actually, I'm going to see him at 290. He was going to be there. But he introduced me to Robin, who worked there as well. And Robin was, uh, you know, he had some fights in MMA. And he was on TV. And he was, uh, you know, somewhat popular. And obviously not as popular as he is now. But, like, I was a nobody. And like, Robin was so nice to me, man, and welcoming and inviting. And I always remember that stuff. I always remember that. So, like. When Dana was shitting on him the other day, I was like, oh, that's too bad because Robin is such a nice guy. And I understand, dude, even ask him, like, he's still, he's he's got the, the mascara and the hair and he still thinks he's with Robin uh, Black and the intergalactic, uh, what are they called, intergalactic superstars. He was in a rock band back in the in the 90s here. Um, but uh, he is such a nice guy. And uh, I was a little surprised by that, but I, I saw the video after and I, I, you know, he does have a big platform, right? That's, that's, that's the only thing, right, when your media... Is I, I, I'm not scared to ask anything or say anything, um, but I know that's why this is why people are afraid to talk sometimes. Alex and, and Marcel, like they're afraid to go on Twitter or even in per, or, or on interview or whatever and, and talk negatively about anything UFC related because this could happen, right? So it was a little weird. Um, I want to talk to you guys about the hundred dollar thing because this is obviously really controversial. I, I, so I was upset about it. I like people to succeed, so I mean, for, $100. Oh, for the hundred dollars. <laughs> so obviously we got we got Alex. Who's you know some. I, I don't know actually. You're you're always with Amy. You're I don't know if you're friends or you're close. Did, or did you but... know the answer about the, on the question actually, Alex? No, I was gonna guess. Uh, who was I? Gonna, I was gonna guess like uh, Al Jones. Jones. No, I was, I was gonna say gonna, Jones. Like I was just coach. Um, that, that's what I was gonna guess. But yeah, I, I think it, yeah. So um, I went to journalism school. I have a degree uh, in, in journalism. So I understand the ethics of it. I understand like what every, people are attacking her for. Um, but the thing was like, it was a trivia question. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like, it wasn't like Dana saying like, post it, post this here, 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 here's a hundred bucks. Or like, thank you for coming to the UFC. Here's a hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a trivia question. So like, I don't see like, would I have taken the hundred bucks? I don't think so. But like, I just I think people I think I think the 
people that are like up on their high horse or to kind of doing a little bit too much, like just, just dogpiling for a little bit too much. Um, but I understand what they're saying. Like I, I do like that. At, but but the, like I think Mick Maynard even came out and said like the, dude ethics and journalism are f- especially in, in in MMA journalism are fucking de- like there is no fucking MMA journalism in MMA except for bloody elbow you know what I'm saying like so it's like I just feel like people are just dog dogpiling because of because because it's Amy and because Dana because it's Dana and you know what I'm saying so like I see what people are saying um, but I don't think it was that big of a deal. I want to hear your thoughts, Marcel. Honestly, I don't give a shit. You know, I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you know, do you really think I'm going to say anything bad about Amy here? You know, you know, you know my uh, relationship with Amy. It's non-existent uh, and I don't care about it at all. You know what Fair I mean? I, I, I never did anything bad to her, in my opinion, you know, and if she feels that way, that's on her. But she unblocked me on Twitter, probably because she wants to send me messages if I do something wrong to educate, educate me while well, she says I educate her. I never educated her. I just said what I thought. She replied back then on something which I said in public, but not even to her, you know, and uh, then last week, the thing with Oscar, the bullshit, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, I, I'm I really, man, I don't give a shit about it. I also didn't listen. Many uh, people from the media went after her for it as well. Yesterday, you didn't see me say anything about it. You know, only yeah. on this show, I said, like, I I, I, I uh, sell, sold some things on uh, on Saturday here and I made hundred dollars. That's the only thing I said, you know, just for fun. But I don't care, man. I mean, yeah. she should she should do what she should do. And uh, listen, man. I, Keep far away from me, please. Thank you. Yeah, Scott Fontana from New York Post really went off on her, guys. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, and it's I saw Mick Maynard. The Nick... New York Post. Like sorry, funny. sorry. Say it again, Alex. Sorry. I was going to say, which is funny because the New York Post has fantastic standards in journalism. Um, I saw Mick Maynard, actually. I don't know if you saw that. He actually defended yeah. Amy. I don't know if you guys saw the UFC matchmaker. My thoughts on her, I went to journalism school, and they one of the first things they tell you is like not to take like money or – like they call it almost a bribe. I don't think it was – this case is a little different, though. I feel like every – situation is different it's not like it's, she wasn't being paid to cover the event like you said asked a trivia question and he, he stood up immediately and pulled 100 bucks out of his wallet someone just stands up and gives you 100 bucks you're gonna say like no i don't want it like she should have said no? close or fly the thing is like i i just wouldn't have answered the question so i wouldn't have put myself in the situation mm-hmm. i think that would be the, like you didn't answer it that would that's the smartest thing like to be like no because i i've seen this happen before and i just would have i would have stayed out of it um i i just think there's so much more shit that goes on than maybe but like the people they're not really getting upset about like, like Ariel Hawani used to get paid by the UFC. Like there's a whole article on Deadspin about it, guys. Like, like he was getting paid by the UFC to cover the UFC. And then obviously the Lesnar thing got fired. Like, and Ariel actually went off on in Dana way. He went scorched earth on it. I saw the, the video on um, Jedi Goodman's uh, Twitter. He posted that there. Um, so there's other stuff like and people taking money to or like travel and stuff and money to cover like events. I'm not saying any of it's right. It's, it's really not. I just think, this is not the worst thing I've seen. I, I just feel like there's way worse shit going on. So that's all I'll say. And like I said, Amy probably just shouldn't have, shouldn't have, she just shouldn't have answered the question, you know, but I just wonder like what, what would happen if it was someone that was a little bit more, I don't want to say, yeah. How was someone there? There was like John Morgan answered the question. Someone's a little bit more well-respected. And, and no, one, no one, no one would have said shit, right? No probably. Yeah. Not one fucking person would have said anything. Yeah. They would be like, oh, that's awesome, John. You got 100 bucks. Well, you know, go buy 1, some beer with it. 1,000%. 1,000%. Yeah. 1, yeah. and, and, and to be fair, I mean, Amy, you know, she kind of digging herself a little bit of a hole, I think, with some of the responses. Um, but the whole situation is, it's just, to me, it's a little bit overblown. She just shouldn't have answered the question. Um, but again, like you said, Alex, like someone else answered it, maybe it's a different response, right? Like you said, 100%. completely different. Okay, let's get some comments, guys, and we'll get out of here. I'll let Alex go. Um, 
few other comments, guys. Al- maybe Alex oh, doesn't oh. even want to go, man. You need Alex go. No, 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 because we're going to do the second podcast, right? <laughs> we have to do the the, uh, the fight announcements, but we'll just get some comments here, guys. Alex, man, we really appreciate you having you, dude. You've been you've been awesome. Gears really good insight because you were obviously there, so that's great. All right, let's get some comments here, guys. Uh, during Tatiana, Tatiana's fighting uh, Verna Janjaroba. Um, and I, I think she fucking runs through Verna Janjaroba. Like, that fight is a setup fight. And I actually, we didn't even talk about her. I mean, like, if she wins, does she surpass like a yawn for the for the belt, the title shot? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. She's been out for so long, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, she missed four years of her career. Like, it's a long fucking time. Uh, a couple other comments. Dana was 100%. Uh, most people think the same way. PFL can afford. PFL, dude, I've been saying this. Is, I think our first year was, I want to say it was 2019. I was like, <laughs> Alex, I was like, there's no fucking way they're going to pay yeah. Sean O'Connell that million dollars for winning the tournament. And then they did pay him. And then they hired me their commentator after. They are they paid everyone their money. They paid everyone. The thing is, PFL has this, like, they have, I think it's, what, Peter Murray, Don, Don Davis, these guys, like, they're really good fucking business people dude like they are good at convincing people to give them money so is this true about bellator you guys know anything about this is this is there any i've heard that that it's there there there's been conversations i've heard that bellator kind of overpriced overpriced themselves and and so that that's that's kind of why they had so much money but like dana said in his interview Don Davis is going to the Middle East for right. a reason, and I think he's going to try and get a fucking bunch of money to go by, buy, go by Bellator. Do you think they would fold Bellator into the PFL, or do they keep two two different persons going for a while? Or I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I would probably think they would probably merge them, but I don't. I, I don't know. They need more talent. That's why they're going. They're, they're, it's basically like when the UFC bought you know Strikeforce. It's kind of similar. Um, they're trying to buy the talent, right? I, I would think like maybe PFL would go more into like Bell, like like change change their like change them like buy Bellator and then make Bellator the, the bigger like it like, could the, be Bellator's you know, a like more established. You, yeah, it is right because it's been around longer. Quite frankly, one thousand so. percent. And like yeah. as much as I like the PFL season format because it's different, like it's just not like. It's just not MMA, like the matchmaking. Weird, yeah. you know I'm saying, like, and it's there are like, still yeah, too many things that do, are not good. I th- there are some fun things, but like I said, man, I think last year I keep giving this as an example: a guy who wins uh, via knockout in the first round gets six points, uh, only fights once, and the other guys who fight twice get the, I think, uh, two uh, two win or one win, also by knockout in the first round. And the and, and one loss with not with a uh, loss, so they have six points all. I think. Oh no, I have to say should they say it differently? Two guys had a knockout win and a loss, and the other guy had two decision wins. You know, and the guys with with the knockout wins went through to the tournament semis, and the yeah. guy with the two wins got out. Their tiebreakers are a little strange. I agree with yeah. that. Um, and if someone breaks their hand, they're yeah. out. They're out of the tournament. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, it sucks. So, so like. Yeah. So like, is it gonna so it causes fighters to like play it safe and not injure themselves? You know what I'm saying? Because they have to fight four times. So it's just like, yep, a lot of fights in a short period of time. Yeah. Marcus has a comment here. Hey, we're loving getting away. Made some good points about PFL's business strategy. Bought a PFL ticket for June 8 in Atlanta. You going to that, Alex? You're gonna be there. Yeah, you're there. I'll, I'll be there for week one. And and Marcus in line, bro. Like PFL does not sell tickets, and I don't know why. I don't know like. 
it's it's fighting like i have no fucking idea i've been yeah. to all of their events the last few few years they don't sell tickets that's cheap you, you i mean, know I, I looked at the ufc by the way 290 like the t- it's like if you want it first row it's like two thousand five thousand or something crazy. it's crazy it's, it's insane. Bro. like you know the, what, and yeah. they'll sell out too they will sell it out the you ufc PFL should start yeah, doing what what PFL should stop doing putting heavyweight and women uh women fight on the same night Heavyweights and women's lightweights. Yeah. Like, that's really exciting. <laughs> no, they. I don't know what they like. They're just not selling tickets, and people aren't tuning in. Like, right. I don't. I don't know what it, like Bellator. Like, I don't like. And and the thing is, like PFL, they're going to small venues, and they still can't sell out. So right. like. But Alex, let let's be honest, man. UFC has UFC on Twitter, UFC Europe, UFC France, UFC Asia, UFC Anzac. They have all those accounts who post every hour something you know about upcoming cards i see bellator sometimes with 10 hours without posting pfl also 10 hours without posting i mean they also don't push it enough in my opinion you know the social media game from the ufc listen we shouldn't ufc all the time but the social media games game is on point man but with the ufc they even they even put the power slap bullshit in between so i mean you know what i mean it just it just shows how much of a gap there is between ufc and everything else Absolutely. and it shows like like it's just fighting isn't like fighting isn't if it's not the UFC, people don't give a fuck about fighting, bro. Like it's not like like it's it's a live sports event that has cheap tickets and no one wants to go. You know what I'm saying? Like fighting, like unless it's the UFC, no one gives a fuck. Right. No, I I mean you can't disagree with that. Uh let's get some more comments here. Media and uh, UAE events paid daily stipends. I'm not sure, but I mean I could see that happening. I, I don't know about that, Glenn, though. I'm possibly. Uh, Marcus comment affliction may overpaid fires one of our business. PFL are going to pay Francis opponent millions. Robin Box final ran with Francis for his business strategy. Fair enough. Uh, had a question about Nunes going uh, the line for Man and News and Aldana. I don't know. I mean, I honestly, don't, I'm not sure about that fight yet. I still have to think about it. I really don't have any thoughts on it. I think that Aldana is a live dog. That's all I'll say about that one. All the Mexican fighters are doing really well right now, so she definitely can knock her uh, Nunes out. Andrew, what's up, man? He says, I feel like the Lemos title fight is a warrant for Zhang after the layoff. I think Dana wants to run the Yan fight in China for a big gate. Don't think he'll rest at the hands of Top Chow. You're probably right. I mean, I, I would assume Yan's next. PFL needs to move more people. These are people in the tournament, so winner moves uh, on, loser goes home. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, isn't that what's going on? I mean, oh, they get two fights, but the thing is, like, they brought guys. I mean, like, you, you saw the drug test. Like, half the fucking roster got suspended. So, like, they got a bunch of you guys coming in. Like, I think even like, what's his name? Andrew Sanchez. Sanchez? Yeah. Like, former, former UFC fighter. He's in the tournament all of a sudden. So, uh, what's up, Patrick? How's it going, man? He says, way too many pull ups and PFL cars. Are con- well, that's all the drug tests, I think, for this for this season. Um, did the UFC hire Wagner Hosha? Is he back? Is he yeah, back? I see it here. 40 plus. Yeah. UFC Russell Watch has an on him as a fighter added. Wagner Rocha. So, Wagner used to be in the UFC. He was pretty bad but i think he's been on a roll right if i'm not mistaken uh he's won okay so he's won seven of his last eight fights i mean that's it's not bad he's 40 plus man and he has he fought is. since two thousand. yeah it's kind of weird actually he's fought six years i just see that now yeah that's that, okay so it says he's been suspended by usada um i see it on his on his tw- but for grappling does that not count for ufc it's kind of no weird. idea it says it he got popped uh handed a three-year suspension uh for ibjjf I BJJF competition for refusing to submit to a drug test. I mean, that doesn't sound too good. 
This is weird, right? Is it is it legit then, Marcel, or no? I don't know. He fought Cowboy in his debut, right? I think in Cowboy's debut. So he had four fights in the UFC two stands. He, he lost to Cowboy, beat Cody McKenzie, that guillotine guy. Lost to Brooklyn, yeah. lost to Jake Matthews. Maybe, maybe it's a mistake on the actual like uh, UFC roster that they're awesome. doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's also that, 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 there's also another guy on that on that roster who never fought in the UFC. What's his name? With a 12 and 7 record. I, I don't know his name. Who, anymore. who, who, who? Um, he's on the fan rankings. Let me check. Uh, a guy who never fought in the UFC. Um, welterweight. Help me out, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Like, who are you talking? Okay, let me go look look at the fighters. I was yeah, like, of course, I'm going to look it's, now. It's kind of like Mark Mark Klimico wasn't on the UFC roster. He's fighting at the road road to UFC, but they added yep. him and removed him. So it could be something like I don't know. I saw that too. Twelve and seven, Marcel. You said at welterweight. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm, let me I see. Don't, I don't see who. I don't know. Like, I'm, maybe I'm not seeing it. Ricky uh, Le, Le, Ricky Legere Jr. Who? Yeah, I, I I remember that. Was he on Contender? I don't think so, man. Let me, Let me take a look. Oh, he was a Strike Force guy. Was it because he had a Strike Force contract? I don't know. That's old, though. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. Anyways, some weird stuff with that. Like, I, you never know with the account. I mean, it's pretty accurate, but some, like you said, it's like an automated al uh, algorithm, right? So, like, yeah. you could be wrong. Just a couple other comments here, guys. We'll let, we'll let Alex go. Um, what, any day for Grasso and Val. I, I don't see it. I mean, these Mexican fighters talking about September 16th. It's like Mexican Independence Day or something. Like, it would make sense, but it would just be a fight night. Would they put Val and Grasso on a fight night? I don't think so. I don't think so. They used to do title fights on, on would, the fight nights. It would be nights, weird, you know, because they are bar barely can fill the pay-per-view cards with some title fights, so it would be weird to do that, right? Yeah. Um, well, it's Sydney, September. They're not doing Abu Dhabi. Um, and then MSG. New York called main event? No, maybe the third title fight. Maybe it will be three on that card. They could do three. I think that's that's – that could be a co-main for th it's no way it's a headliner on a pay-per-view. Right? Joe Steeper, Leon against Colby and um Grosso against Valentina. That's a pretty Could fucking be. big card. That's a pretty damn big card. Um, it's, it's a third anniversary as well, so why not? And that too. That's the other thing. Yeah. They, they, they was it you that asked? Yeah. That's <laughs> of, course, of course it was Alex. <laughs> the jinx. He's like, what he's like, yeah, it's gonna be a really shitty card. <laughs> well, because I just don't know like if they're actually going to do like the MSG card on the 30th anniversary right. or if they're just going to do like a big, like big fight night, like, right. like they did last time, you know, the last one was the 25th and they did the cowboy and, or the zombie and uh yeah, yeah. fight. Right. Yeah. yeah. And cowboy was like, it's Mike Perry on that card, but I think it was actually on the day and they, was it in Denver too? Did they go back to Denver for that card? Yeah, they did. Right. That's amazing. I mean, I love, they won't do it this time, but, Denver honestly deserves cool. a pay-per-view. They, 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 it does. It really, or another card at least. It's the birthplace of of uh, modern and main America. Um. Anyways, uh, I think that's pretty good for for this show. Like I said, we're gonna do a quick show, Alex, just doing some fight announcements and stuff. But uh, uh, really wanted to say thank you, man, for for joining us on short notice here, man, and really gave us some good insight into the card. Um. I'll just let you guys plug your stuff, Alex, since uh, you know you're, you're a guest here. Just plug your things, man, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime you want me back, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, Absolutely. I'll, be, I'll be here, man. Uh, Alex Beaner on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my byline is MMA Mania. And, uh, and check out MMA Mania's social media. That's me. Awesome. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. So uh, just to clue everyone in, uh, we're going to finish this podcast right now, and then we'll start a new one. Just do a quick, short, half-an-hour podcast, doing some fight announcements and some Q&A. Next week, we'll do the preview for UFC Vegas 74. 
Kai Car uh, France for Samir Albazi. And then the week after is, I think it's the Vancouver card, right? So it's moving fast, but uh, we have an off week this week, guys. But still want to give you two podcasts as always. <laughs> By the way, Alex, what are you going to do in your off week, man? You're not, you don't actually have the anything Dude, to do now. <laughs> I'm going to, actually, I'm going to power slap on Wednesday. I, I'm going to go watch, <laughs> I'm going to go watch people get slapped. And then I'm going to fucking chill and do nothing for a week. Good, good, good stuff. Chill with your dog, man. Right? Yeah. You got your, got your little guy there. Marcel, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um, yeah, man. Um, Alex, thank you for joining. Obviously, great, uh, always great to have you uh, talking about MMA. You know, I, I really like you, so uh, all good. And uh, Adam, you also thank you, but you're always here, so it's uh, <laughs> pretty calm, right? <laughs> Big Marcel twenty four Twitter on Instagram. Yeah, and Adam Martin on Twitter, guys. All right, we'll we'll talk to you guys in a sec. Um, but if not, we'll see you next week. Take care, peace.